really what are friends for friends are for god i'm a dancer a dancer dances hello i'm gabrielle ruiz i'm done now paula v and i'm gabrielle's best friend paula v sastry give me somebody to dance, dance for, for. <laughs> oh you know having this guest friend on today um reminds me that i was a dancer on broadway i forget i forget mm. all the time like it's been a long time when mm-hmm. I threw those like point shoes whoop, over my shoulder and then on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, they were like, can you do ballet and pointing? And I was like, say what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I went back to class. I got my ass back in class and I was like, okay, I, I could do this. I've been doing this for 20 bajillion years. And then doing a double pirouette after the age of 30 on point shoes is very different than when you mm-hmm. were like 18. Mm-hmm. And also reminds me that we were probably around this guest's age when you and I met on the stage. What was it? <laughs> Uh, stick to the status quo. Yep, exactly. Yes. We bring it up all when, the time. Yeah, during the dance break when I dislocated my knee and you had to carry me off. Drag one me. of our favorite stories. Out of love, <laughs> out of pride and love, just like we were at war. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. We're so excited you're here at Waterfronts 4. Um, thank you for rating and reviewing our show. You can visit WAF Shop for some merch. Honeys, okay? We yeah. love that you are supporting us. We appreciate it. And we also have a Patreon. Like, there's so many ways you can... <laughs> support us be but our also friend there, yeah be our, be our friend but there are also other ways that you can just support us that are free like free 99 so yes like rating reviewing like looking at the waff blog on the public page on patreon that's free 99 you guys following us um, on instagram yeah. all the things all the things and so let's get to it gabrielle let's have oh our gosh. we're so excited about this guest so excited so about our we have today we have a professional dancer choreographer actress singer model and body positivity activist with her own hashtag that she created okay hashtag breaking the stereotype please welcome miss amanda lecount Woo! yay <laughs> hello <laughs> Hey girl. So lovely to have you here. <laughs> you oh my gosh. I almost said you too. That doesn't make sense, but you you get the vibe <laughs> I was going for. <laughs> well, in your Zoom. You're so excited we're at your house in your Zoom. Oh life. yeah. You so excited. I mean? Welcome to my home. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I've always felt like your social media presence has been so homey and welcoming. So being a fan of you from the social meds, um, also from Dancer Dancer, it's just like I mean I think I fell upon your Instagram by trend first, like something that I was just like kind of grazing on Instagram. And I was like, yeah, she better whack. I was like, she is so good. Yeah. I, that's honestly like the overarching, like every time you post something, you, she and I, because we talk every day because we produce a show together. But like, she was like, did you see? that video that Amanda account posted. I said, I did already see it. (laughs) And we're just such fans of your artistry. Like you are such a great dancer. Thank you so much. Um, When did you start dancing? I started when I was two. So I've been doing it forever. And I first got started because I come from a family of seven. So a very large family. And I'm the baby. And so whenever my sister- Oh, you're the baby. Yeah, oh my God. I have so much to unload after that. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. 
Um, so my two older sisters were in dance when I was really little and I'd have to be at the studio a lot because my mom was a single parent and I would just always be dancing up and down and bopping to the music and staring through the window. And I think Mm -hmm. she could just tell that I wanted to be in there really badly. So she put me in dance classes and (laughs) it went from there. The rest is history. Yep. Oh my gosh. What is your favorite like traditional style? Oh, um, like ballet tap jazz. Yeah, I would say jazz. I really enjoy jazz. Jazz. Honestly, it's probably my second favorite besides hip-hop. And that's just because I love high-energy, like, performance-based stuff. So jazz is pretty similar to hip-hop in that sense, but also very different. But, yeah, I love jazz. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you're you're the youngest of seven, so... Uh, was that something, and, and we've talked, we've touched on it very lightly on this show is like sibling friendship is like a very specific dynamic, right? So like with, with you being a dancer and all of that, um, was that something you connected with your siblings on? Is that, would you say that that's, that's true for you? I would say probably that's not what I connect. Like we don't connect because of that. Um, Both my sisters stopped dancing a few years after I started. You know, they didn't seem to be super passionate about it. So one's a doctor now and one's a cheerleading coach. Um, And so we don't really bond (laughs) over dance, but they are really supportive. And it's funny because whenever I do like a campaign with Nike or I do a video with Lady Gaga, they're like, oh my gosh, you're so cool. Like I tell all my friends, like my sister, than that but then like they don't care about dance like besides that they just think it's cool that I get to work with like celebrities like these they're like you're right they're like your arabesque was so great they're like they don't say that yeah yeah they're proud they're proud (laughs) they are they're very supportive hints to friends are reality yeah on January 13th, 2021, you posted a video from class and you wrote missing these classes and this energy so much. And it's a Brian Friedman piece, I think. Yes, it is. For our Patreon subscribers. I mean, Amanda's doing like a full on back combray. She's like, oh, yes, I remember that. Um, Oh, my gosh. I I love that video and I love Brian so much the choreographer and I mean the the caption it does sound a little cheesy but it it's so true um you know obviously we're dealing with covid and quarantine so we haven't been able to go to dance classes much there's a few outside classes I take and teach every once in a while but I was just really missing the the energy and and the community atmosphere and I didn't realize how much I kind of need that and rely on that to like keep my Mm. happiness at a high level yes so I really do miss class and that one is honestly one of my favorites to date probably of classes I've ever done and I just wish I could go Mm. back to that day and relive it before all this craziness happened yeah how how long ago was that video that uh, before you posted it yeah I believe it was winter 2019 November December ish do you remember those days like everyone's like doing a whole warm up, it's like 30 minutes, you know, a whole warm up and then you get on the floor and you finish your stretches like after crunches or something. Mm. And then you do that last stretch on the floor and that moment where you just like go go internal and you get vulnerable with yourself cuz the music's moving you and you do that together even if it's silent because dancers um aren't there to talk, they're there to mm. move, right? Mm. Like an acting class is different, a singing class is different. 
But a dance class, you're not there to just necessarily use your voice. You're there to use your body. Mm -hmm. And so you do that communally, silently, like Mm -hmm. atmospherically around each other. And holy cow, Zoom does not do that. And I've taken like some Zoom yoga classes and like I get vulnerable and like I have like when we get into Shavasana and like you start like getting internal and vulnerable, like there's a moment for that. And like I've had some cry moments, but it's not the same. No, it's it's not the same. It's definitely not the same as like over Zoom as in person. But I know what you're talking about. And just in classes in general, when you're with dancers, there's just an energy in the room and a vibe and you just can't, you can't replace that. It, it's just something unlike anything else. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very relatable post. And as we mentioned, like both of us started, you know, when we were your age, we were still doing the grind <laughs> in, uh, in New York and, you know, getting out of college and stuff like that. And, uh, Gabrielle, you mentioned, um, we were talking about Al Blackstone's post as well about community and, uh, dancing in the studio and yes. Yeah. So yeah, I've never worked with Al Blackstone. I've probably have auditioned him once or twice, but I've been in LA for six years out of the Broadway scene and I've admired him from afar. So I do follow him on Instagram and a lot of my Broadway colleagues were posting this over and over and over yesterday. And the photo, it's from February 16th and it's a photo of a crowd of dancers in their own spatial like separation in class, like a group of like 15 dancers. They're all on their knee and they're all their heads down. And it's a beautifully choreographically like perfect moment that was captured in a photo. But the caption says a little bit, it says, a note to those of you that can't dance at home or can't afford to rent a studio or just plain dislike virtual dance classes, you are deeply missed and you are still an important part of New York City dance community. And I just like, it was like a dagger to the heart. Like the amount of open calls and dance auditions where it's just, you don't know anybody, you know, three people and you latch on those people and you're like, I don't know what we're doing. What are we doing? What is this? And you know what I mean? Like all those moments, like even for the newest crop of talent is not getting that starting last year. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of loss in community. And we had a we had a recent uh, recording just with Paul Levy and me talking about the um, weak ties of friendships. Like I'm right. sure and, and it's, it's really big in dance classes, especially when you go to public ones um, where you don't ever see that one person again that was so good. Or you see that one person that you know them in another class. Have you ever had those encounters where you've actually made a friend from like, we would call them like a weak tie friendship where you, where you think you would never see them again, but then you do. And then do you actually make a relationship? Have you ever had that relationship in the past? Oh yeah. I would say definitely. Um, I will say in general, I'm a person where not that I don't, (laughs) I don't make friends easily or I don't like making friends, but like I just keep my circle pretty small. And also just for me, when I go to dance classes, I kind of like am in my own lane. Like I still, I'm, it's hard to explain. I'm not like ignorant or like, you know, standoffish, but I'm just like very focused and I'm like, okay, I need to learn the piece. I mm-hmm. need, you know, focus on what I'm doing. Um, but I would say one example, uh, of this person is I saw her at like two classes, um, like two or three years ago and I never really talked to her I thought she didn't like me so I was like "Mm, okay um and I thought we weren't really gonna be (laughs) friends but then we had a mutual friend and we saw each other at a class and then I started talking to her and then now we're pretty good friends today so I definitely think um 
Oh, I love that. Amazing friendships are made in dance classes. Even though, like you said before, we're not there to talk. I think some of the best friendships are made in the dance studio for sure. Yeah. I remember like one of the things that Gabrielle and I used to talk about with like audition or audition calls or, or classes or anything like that. Like, you know, it's also like, those are the people that sort of get you and the get, get the life that you're in, you know? And mm-hmm. so like, you can, um, uh, you can walk down the block out of that class or out of that audition down the block with that person and probably find something in common with them. But then like, you just kind of scatter off and you're like, Oh, I wonder if I'll see her at the next mm-hmm. one, you know, or yeah. thank you so much for that piece of advice. But like, you don't really get to like, yeah, you don't necessarily sit down or look for the time to sit down and and connect any deeper than that. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like that's what that the purpose of that relationship is, honestly. So it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just it is what it is, and that serves you. It brings value in that way. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm I'm kind of hard on myself on that though, because when you said that's not a good thing or a bad thing, I went straight to bad. Like I was just mm. like, I should have tried. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I truly like to think that all of us are trying to do the best that we can. Right. And like with the, <laughs> with the so. tools that we have and the skills that we have and like, especially like, we you know, and we talk again, we're, we're quite a bit older than you, but <laughs> we say all the time <laughs> that like we did the best we could with the skills that we had. We didn't know if we needed to know those people better, you know, and maybe later on, like, we'll just get better at that. And we did. So, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not a bad thing. It's, it really is not. It's just a lesson we learned. That's all. It's when, it's when people don't invite you to their weddings. That's when, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's when I knew I was like, Oh, (laughs) I thought we were friends. Listen, I had 34 people at my wedding. I invited nobody, okay? (laughs) But anyway, what I'm trying to say is like, Amanda, there is absolutely nothing wrong with keeping a small circle. There is completely nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. She's like, these old ladies, I don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) No. No, really, Pallavi. I love diving deep into platonic love with you. It has really gotten me through this pandemic. Same here, Gabrielle. And, you know, we are happily working so hard to produce this slay content for all of our listeners. Uh, Yeah, that's why I'm so glad we joined Patreon. Hey, Hey, Patreon. Patreon Patreon is the opportunity for our listeners to get exclusive perks from us all while supporting our podcast dreams. What kind of perks, Pallavi? Let me tell you about them perks, okay? Our Patreon page has tiers to choose from so you can pick the WAF perks that speak to you. For example, just for joining as a WAF friend, patrons automatically get access to the vodcast. Gabrielle, tell them what a vodcast is. It's the video version of our podcast where you can see us and our guest friends interviewed on camera. And wait for it, it's only $2 a month. Yes, it gets better. We are also offering the option to join us for a monthly WAF live show Q&A. Oh my God, that's amazing. So they can ask us about anything. Not only can they ask us anything, there's even a few tiers where they could come on and win a chance to meet our guest friends to ask them anything. Slay, slay, slay. You know, I think what we're most proud of is that 10% of all proceeds from our Patreon page go to charity. So not only are we focusing on great content for you, we also get the opportunity to give back. So you're saying that all you got to do to get these perks is join at patreon.com slash podcast. That's W-A-F-F podcast. And that directly helps us keep making the show. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because that's what friends are for. Now back to WAF. 
how has it been teaching with creating a community virtually since mm-hmm. COVID has started? And like, what do you, where do you see that going in 2021? Oh, it's been so weird. Cause I'm so, again, I'm just so used to like going to the dance studio, seeing friends, like leaving the dance studio, super sweaty and just like disgusting. <laughs> um, and that walk back to your car, like it's just, <laughs> there's so many things that I miss about like in-person crowded dance classes. But I do think, I guess if anything has good has come out of this, I guess, I think more people are taking and teaching online classes And I think that's really good because I think people fail to realize that there's so many people that wish they could take the classes in L.A. or in New York that can't, that maybe live somewhere else or, you know, they can't Mm -hmm. make it to the studio or they can't afford the class or so many different things. Um, So I think it's really beneficial to them that there's a lot more online class options. So maybe more people are getting into dance and and starting to love dance and have a passion for dance. So I think that's a positive Um, that there's more kind of resources for a lot of other people. And I've actually been teaching more in quarantine than I was out of quarantine because now I have time. So now I have time to teach those classes and to do the Mm. Zoom, you know, um, classes and stuff like that. So I've been teaching more. Um, So that's obviously good for me. It's helping me a lot, you know, growing my choreography and trying to work on it and find my style and who I am as an artist. So there's been positives about it, but I'm not going to lie. I wish we could go back to how it was a year ago. I mean, just even the hug after class, Mm -hmm. you know, like maybe from one student says, thank you. And they have that, they have that one connection with you. And again, a weak tie friendship, like you'll never see them again, or you don't expect to, but that moment where they're like, thank you so much. This made me feel this way, blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, do you put that in a chat on Zoom? I don't think so, you know, or at least you feel. Because, I mean, when I teach when I teach dance classes, I, I tend to always say, first of all, everyone follow me. Get your phones out and follow me on Instagram. Thank you. And then I say, um, if you ever want to talk about – because I do more like arts education with colleges and, you know, I, I focus on that. I love to tell them if you have any college questions – professional, like wanting to pursue this professionally, DM me and ask me and just remind me what class you came to. And I would say like one student, one 1.5 students per class will do that. And I've been, you know, people have asked for referral. Do you stay in contact with um, students in that way, like through DMs and yeah. Um, I would say I try the best I can. I am very, this is not me complaining at all about this, but I am lucky enough to have a pretty large platform on mm-hmm. social media. So it's it's kind of difficult to go through every single one yeah. and try to answer, you know, with a genuine and, you know, real response and not just like, thanks or like mm. thumbs up. You know, I, I try to really um, respond in a, in a good way way that makes it seem like I actually care because I do. Um, but there are a few people where Mm -hmm. like I've maybe done privates with them and like three years ago and they'll DM me like one girl came from Hawaii and I think she was here for like vacation slash taking class slash meeting me. It was kind of like an interesting situation, but I, I taught her like two privates she got all done. flowers and like, it was just so cute. And, you know, she DMs me sometimes saying like, Hey, like still taking class or like, really, I wish I could take a class from you again or something. And I always try to respond to those just cause they're so supportive and you know, I try to keep a relationship with all the people that I've been able to teach. I do, <laughs> but it's hard. 
Well, I will say that, you know, you're very genuine uh, on social media, which is another reason why we connect with you. And, you know, like, even though you're kind of the next generation down from us, like we are learning a a lot from you about living out loud, being authentic, um, and breaking the stereotype. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And standing in your truth, standing in your power. And so if, if you don't mind, I, I mean, now that we're friends... (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I, I hope you don't mind me sharing that. Like I'm in this stage in my life. Uh, I had, um, my daughter is 18 months old. I had a baby 18 months ago and I'm in this like postpartum stage of like accepting my new body, you know, and I've always been self-conscious about my body. I also work in a a cesspool of insecurity called Hollywood and (laughs) I've been so self, self, aware of my shape. And even before this like incredible miracle that my body performed, which is giving birth. Right. But I, I want to know, like from you, like, could you give me some friendly advice on how I can live out loud in my new body? Like it's two sizes bigger than I was ever used to. And I, and I'm, I'm still trying to like tell myself it's okay to, to be loud, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's so hard. I mean, even me, I, I try to be a role model to people all over the world to, you know, love your body and be body positive and, you know, to love yourself and be confident. But even I, of course, have days where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I look so bad today or like this outfit makes me look fat or like I hate this or what. Like, of course, I have days like that. And I think it's important because we as humans, not just women as humans, because I feel like a lot of the time the body positivity conversation tends to cater towards women, which is understandable. But I feel like sometimes we forget Mm -hmm. like that, you know, men go through it as well. Um, and of course, non-binary people as well. Yeah, um, but I think we tend to focus on like wo- woman or woman, wh- whatever <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say. Um, but I think as just humans in general, we tend to place so much value in physical appearance and our body. And it's crazy to me because your body isn't who you are, if that makes sense. Like your personality, your heart, your morals, your like your mind, your intelligence, that's who you are, not the skin or like the Mm. size of your body or your stomach that like digests your food. Like why do we put so much value in that? You know what I mean? And I think it's important to kind of step back and really realize that the body is just what you live in. It's not who you are as a human, if that makes sense. So I feel like we should put more value into Mm who we are as a person and being kind and loving, genuine, caring, like those traits, instead of worrying about, am I a size two? Am I skinny? Do men think I'm cute? Like who cares? Like, I just think we need to realize that the body is just, you know, the physical, but the physical isn't important to me, at least as long as you're healthy. I mean, of course be healthy, but you know, I think we place too much value on (laughs) physical appearance instead of what's inside. Right. And healthy can feel, you can feel healthy and be any size that's been Mm -hmm. proven at this point, you know, that I know, you know, I think it's, but thank you for that. I think it's just, you know, I like to, I like to hear everybody's perspective because those, those are the, those are what I turn into the affirmations. You know what I mean? Those are what I turn into the affirmations that I tell myself that it doesn't matter because I'm, the vessel is moving forward, still doing good things, you know? (laughs) And I'll tell you this, Pallavi, you are my inspiration for about to push a baby out of my body. So you did that. <laughs> so that means I can do that, right? Mm. 
Right. Thank you. <laughs> don't worry about it, Amanda. Don't don't even think about that yet. Don't even think about that yet. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. lightning <sighs> Amanda, do you have none, one, or multiple best friends? I would say multiple. Um, at least two. There's two friends that I've ha- been friends with for almost five years now. We went to high school together, um, and we're just as close as you can get, and I love them with all my heart. How do you keep in touch? Ooh, um, texting, of course. Um, we send each other a lot of funny videos that we think are funny, at least. Um, me and one of my best friends share music <laughs> constantly. Uh, we have very similar music taste. So we share our jams that we think they'll like. And then also just, you know, sometimes we FaceTime, Zoom, getting that face-to-face interaction. Um, but I really wish I could see him in person. But we're making it work. We're being safe. In one word or a hyphenate word, what kind of friend are you? For instance, examples are you're a problem solver, you're a listener, you're needy blunt. Mm, that's so hard. Um, <laughs> I would say overdramatic, both in a positive <laughs> and in the negative. Um, I tend to overreact about a lot of things. My friends know this, but I also tend to like, I'm a, what's the word? Like an overachiever as well. So maybe like an overachiever and overdramatic in friendships. Um, for example, like birthdays, I go crazy. <laughs> I make handmade gifts one year. I wrote down like 364 things I love about my best friend or something. And I, I hand write my cards and I make scrapbooks. Like I'm just very that friend. That's me. <laughs> You're oh, like fine. extra in the best way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I could have just said extra, extra friend. <laughs> best. Well, I think I think best extra friend. Oh yeah, perfect. <laughs> You're the perfect. best extra friend. <laughs> uh, the next question is: What would you like to do better as a friend? What would I like to do better? I think there's so many things that I could improve on. I'm sure. It's so hard because I feel like we're so quick to like give ourselves compliments, or at least I am. And then when it comes to like, what do you need to work on? I'm like, I don't know. I should think about that more. It can be it can be a short term goal. It doesn't have to be like yeah. life changing. I would say maybe like ask how they're doing more. Maybe I talk to my friends often, but I feel like most of the time, you know, we're talking about funny stuff or or just kind of random things. So maybe just kind of asking more often, you know, how are you doing? Like actually how are you feeling? <laughs> Cause I feel like I never ask that and they might mm-hmm. need to rant to someone or, you know, just unleash all their emotions. So I should do that more probably. Amanda, our final question, our iconic question is Amanda, what are friends for? Oh my gosh. Friends are for so many different things. I would say overall they're for support I think uh, whenever I'm having a hard time, my friends are the first people I turn to after my mom, of course. Um, But without the friends I have, I think I would be a very different person. And I think they shape who you are as a person. And I think, like I said, they're supportive. They make your life more enjoyable and more happy and um, just exciting, hopefully, at least. (laughs) Or that's what my friends do for me. Um, But I would say overall, they're there to support you. Well, we support you because we are now friends. Um, yes, and also, yes. we just completely we just completely have admired you from afar. And we're so glad you were able to come on WAF. What are friends for? Aww. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. 
Thank you, Amanda. Bye. Thank you. Bye. One, two, three, four. This episode was produced by Team Access Productions and Fastable Inc. Our supervising producer is Philip Sanchez. Our consulting producers are Kathleen Cho and Rose Harwood. Lead production assistant is Anna Daniker. Digital content director is Susie Cabello. Our production assistants are Daniela Aredia Vega, Soler Olson, and Megan Billadu. Our podcast artwork is created by Ashwarya Sukesh, original music by Joey Sherman, and special thanks to Irresistible Force Publicity and Hari Zabitala. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening now. This helps our show's visibility and helps us keep making it for you. And find us on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at WAF Podcast. That's W-A-F-F Podcast. To find links to our exclusive vodcasts, live shows, shop merch, or even text us, visit WAFPodcast.com. We truly appreciate you all checking in with us online. But you know that friend that you've been like, ah, I really haven't checked in with them in a while. Go do that. Yeah, go do that now.